Hello and welcome to the PK Soccer Youth Coaching Podcast with me, Paul Kelshaw. During this time, I will be discussing many topics surrounding the youth game and what people like myself are doing to improve the standards of coaching, player development, spectator understanding and personal growth, especially here in the US. I'll be giving my opinion as well as talking to friends, colleagues, past and present, who have had a positive impact on my own personal coaching development but whom I also believe are having a positive impact in the game today. I am also proud to announce that the PK Soccer Youth Coaching Podcast was selected by Feedspot as one of the top 25 soccer coaching podcasts to follow in 2021. Today I am joined by Jack Rolfe. Jack currently resides in Perth, Australia and graduated with a Bachelor's in Sports Coaching Science. Jack is the founder of The Coaching Lab and the creator of Match Play Cards, a series of game-based coaching cards that bring the game to life for thousands of coaches and players across the world. In today's podcast, we talk about Jack's introduction into coaching and the formation of The Coaching Lab. We also discuss the uses and benefits of Match Play Cards and their uses in training and match day. Hi, Jack. Thank you for joining me this morning. How are you doing? Hey, Paul. How's it going, mate? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. First, if you could give us an introduction about who you are and how you got into coaching. Yeah, who am I? Uh, Jack Rolfe, 24 years old, um, Englishman abroad, currently living in Perth, Australia, which is very much uh, an isolated place at the moment. We're, we're very lucky where we are. Um, bit of background, uh, founder of the Coaching Lab, failed international hockey player, which has definitely influenced my my coaching philosophy and my approach. Uh, how I got into coaching, I suppose number one thing, had no desire to coach or no, I didn't even know it was a possibility. Um, it was, there was one coach in particular when I didn't make the England squad. Um, my coach said, Jack, do you fancy coming to do some coaching? And as a, as a young lad, you say yes, because you want a bit of money and you want a bit of summer work to get out. Um, and here I am a few years later, running my own coaching business, working with lots of coaches, um, and yeah, living the coaching dream, Paul. So when you, so very similar to a lot of coaches that I've spoke to, um, I was somewhat similar as well at university. I was looking to, to get some actually coaching hours. I was studying towards the FA level two, and I was also looking to, like you said, make um, a few extra pounds. And that's how I'd maybe got into coaching as well. Someone had asked me, I'd started going on a Saturday morning. So from, so that was all with hockey as well. What kind of involvement have you had with football? Yeah, so hockey was was my first sport. But like every kid, you play a bit of soccer, you play a bit of everything at at school. Um, The first involvement with with football came when I went, um, went to Reading Football Club to their academy, so I spent a bit of time at Reading um, with their academy coaches, spent some time at uh, Fulham, uh, Arsenal Academy with their youngsters and their coaches, um, National Governing Body as well, a project with with a leading National Governing Body, uh, a big Arsenal fan, so football's always been a huge, huge part of my life, um, and now working within football, um, within soccer and supporting more coaches around the work they do. So when you when you first got into coaching, 
I suppose the the coaching lab was was nowhere in the pipeline. How how about how did you come about of forming the coaching lab? Yeah, so um, university uh, degree. So uh, as an academic for a few years, um, which I think is a good thing for a coach to have a bit of academia behind them, and did a university dissertation project exploring the psychosocial skills of kind of youth environments. So spent a bit of time at some of the leading UK football academies and within hockey academies. So two very similar sports and their dynamics. Speaking to their coaches, noticing and observing their environments and wrote a 10,000 word dissertation, which is great. It's fantastic. And it comes out with some with some good research. But ultimately, that doesn't support any coach, doesn't support you know people like yourself, Paul, in, in the US that are doing some good stuff on the coaching lab. Paul, um, definitely wasn't something that started when I first started coaching. It's very much a, a capturing of my experiences and learnings and influences from around the world and the travels and the experiences that I've, that I've been to. Um, but the biggest driver was university dissertation on psychology. Uh, grateful enough to spend some time at some of the leading football academies in the UK um, and with some leading field hockey coaches as well. And to get an understanding around those psychosocial characteristics, designs, and how they support that in their environment. And the byproduct was 10,000 word dissertation, which is great, it's fantastic, but it doesn't support any single coach at all um, because no coach has got the time to read 10,000 words with loads of big academia uh, language in there. So the, the end up product was, was match play cards, um, you know, just a playful set of challenge reflection cards to support coaches. Um, and that's where the coach lab was formed um, with that product. And what was the the reason for for you wanting to concentrate on the, on this area of the game? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think um, every coach listening to this would would see players that probably lack confidence, would see players that maybe struggle to adapt and make decisions under pressure, um, work collaboratively. And also, probably coaches would see themselves in asking themselves, well, how would I develop these skills? How would my environment support the psychosocial design of individuals? So very much, they were big drivers um, to support more coaches, but to put players in a better situation, believing that if we can bring the game closer to the training ground environment and develop each individual, we're probably going to have a pretty good environment that players would want to be part of. Now, when you first went out, coaching was this something that you noticed that was lacking it in players and say the coaches you worked with or that you'd observed yeah a little bit of both i think i think as a coach you when you first start out you're probably not as observ observant to certain areas because you've got your knowledge isn't as deep um but you definitely recognize particularly in a school environment and a, a grassroots setting those kids that you know a mixed ability you'd struggle to to intervene and support with but also when you're working with other coaches, you're thinking, would I do it this way? Uh, what are players learning? Um, does the environment look and feel like the game? So very much so, you know, just to support those questions to be answered. And what was the the idea of turning this into really like a playing card game? Yeah, so the four principles of design are ever-changing environment, transfer responsibility, uh, train above the game, and be reflective. So they're the four principles of design that supported the cards, and then we'll end up supporting the players and the coaches. But playing cards are 
are really playful. They're really exciting and they're easy to use. You know, there's not many rules that go with them, if anything, in a way. You know, it's down to the coach to bring that. But the biggest driver, the biggest thing was the connection between a player and the coach because we can see learning happen. So one coach I spoke to recently described it brilliantly. When he's using the cards, the ownership goes from his from his head to their hands. So what he's thinking is actually being, being transferred and given to the coach, uh, given to the player. Sorry. So that responsibility, that connection, the coach athlete relationship was a huge, huge uh, kind of influence to use playing cards rather than anything else. Well, with my own coaching and the way that I have had been taught as well, it was all about engaging players and they're giving them the opportunity to make to make decisions. And I know just on a personal side, my son and daughter they love they love games, and they do love they do love um, card type games. We, in fact, even last night we were playing a, a junior version of the game of life, which involved cards and being rewarded for doing the tasks that were on the card. Um, so I definitely know from from my experience there that involving this and making it a game as well and somewhat dis- disguising that that learning and making it fun and is um is definitely is a great way to to engage players what are some of the ways that you've seen these cards implemented in the sessions that you've observed mm, so i suppose the biggest thing here would be that the game sits at the center you know so the game is a is a tool that the coach and the player and the environment works around, which is an important thing to mention. We've seen some cards, and I'll pick them up here, just out from the bag. And So we've got pressure, score within 45 seconds of scoring your last goal. So using cards that connect with a session focus, with a session theme, you know, just weaving them into the small side of game. That could be at the end. So you're wrapping up the session with some sort of challenge or actually a kickstart in a session when the players are arriving with some, with some secret missions. There's some individual challenges, so match winners, select wisely as only two players on your team can score. So there's definitely some individual stuff and some more team-based. And then the reflection questions are more just to capture those experiences and understand the learning that we've gone through for the players. So it might be, who is the toughest player to play against? What three, what three words would you use to describe that performance? So very much... There's no right or there's no wrong way to use them. And that was one thing we always say to a lot of coaches is, you know, just get playful with them, ask the players, understand them. But definitely team missions, secret missions, um, lots of little team huddles where they have to try and work out what the opposition are doing or the points-related cards where they have to try and hit 100 points before the other team. So some process stuff related to that. Even when there, you just mentioned the word points, missions, things that... I know that, that children, um, definitely boys will love the idea of a mission or trying to get points. I know that um, from just from my own experience, I don't want to generalize, but the, the, the female, the girls, they're going to like that idea of working together as a team to solve a problem. They definitely like that, that huddle aspect of trying to, um, t- to solve problems and make, make decisions. But one thing that I had noticed... Um, from go- going through the website and that I that I somewhat liked was the idea of it being a secret. So one team 
would read something from the card and the other team had to figure it out without seeing the card. So whether that was they had to score with a cross, for example. So how would that team then adjust to that condition and how would it affect their you know, their team play and their communication, excuse me, their communication as a team. That was something that I had thought was a, was a great idea of engaging players. Mm. One thing as well, you talk about the, the self-reflection of using the cards to self-reflect. Could you talk a little bit how they've been utilized? Yeah, so we've got a, a whole deck of reflection match play cards for 50 different conversation starters where for both players and coaches, but you can't respond yes or no. So we know that one of the biggest challenges coaches have is when they ask a question, often the response can be quite dull, probably doesn't give us an insight into the, the individual's mind. So a couple of questions um, and how they'd be used. So half time would be a good example. So breaking into a midfield defence um, and forwards group, you know, one card per group, allowing them to bring that back. Uh, particularly in a youth setting, another way would be the coach giving some cards to certain players to take home. So for the card journey home, um, that's more playful. The, you know, the parents are not asking, did you win? Um, they're asking, you know, what's the best moment of the day? What do you recognise from a, another teammate? So just good conversation starters. Uh, or even, you know, in the current pandemic times, using the questions, just kickstart Zoom calls. So when a player arrives of, you know, what's made you smile or, uh, you know, what's, what are the, what's an experience you've had today that will help you in the future? Well, that, that's a good point you make. I had seen something online earlier this, over the weekend probably, where a coach had said, look, I've ran out of ideas. I'm on my second or third lockdown with my team. Give me some ideas. So the idea of... Um, of using these cards to to engage even if you're not able to physically be on the field with your team. I'll give you another example. My um, my son's currently remote learning and they had a phys ed gym lesson and it was a scavenger hunt. I think we've all exhausted all, you know, asking kids to run around the house looking for random things. Whereas maybe the, the utilization of these of these cards, or is going is a, is another way to to engage players and also make them think, which is something that is, um, you know, thinking of new ideas to to engage with players and and make them independent. One thing I had noticed as well, in the current climate that we're in, the kids that do go to school, they're told where to sit, they're told school systems are now a one-way system they're told it you know don't touch this don't do this walk this way there's not really much chance for decision same with when they do have playtime recess it's keep 60 feet apart no sharing of of balls in in some situations so that those chances for for these kids to to make decisions for themselves in the current climate is very, very limited. So any way that we, um, when they're out of that school setting and we maybe do have that opportunity. So for the coaches that do have the opportunity to be engaged with their players, 
this is a, a great tool to to say add a little bit of extra spice to the to the small-sided games within the practice. Yeah, just something on that. I think we did a project recently with an organisation um, where they've been using the cards. And they were saying that you know a youngster might come into the programme um, at youth level, and it might be ten years before they go to a senior level, and they would have played the same five-a-side game or the same six-a-side game for that whole ten years. So they're actually using the cards just to create some change, offer some choice, and just make it different. Um, and probably more challenging as well because players can often get to a, a very stagnant position. Yeah, this um, we're being encouraged in the US to to do a lot more small-sided games, especially at the younger age. They call it play, practice, play, which is um, somewhat similar to a whole part, whole session where we start it, as players are arriving at practice. We will put them in a small-sided game. 1v1s, 2v2s, 3v3s, 4v4s. And then we, um, in some situations, especially with my own coaching, because of, of numbers, if I've got a group of 12, say, or a group of 16, I'm not playing 6v6 or 8v8. Again, I'm breaking up the team and we're playing those 3v3s, 4v4s at the end of our practice as well. So this is, um, you know, could have like three or four games going on at once so the utilization of these cards could even have different conditions on different fields um i do like that idea of of then the teams you know working together or even trying to suss it out as well like you said what you were talking about them being secrets you know and again all these words that i'm uh i'm using and that you've mentioned they're all they're all words that encourage thinking. They're all words that encourage play and and problem solving, um, which is obviously going to help them one enjoy enjoy in co- what enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also going to make it interesting for the coach as well. There, um, you know, we all we all want to plan our sessions and we all want to be prepared. But like you said, there are some players that may have played that that 5v5 game or that small-sided game you know, several times over the month, mm. you, can, you can mix it up. You can have, have different ideas, even if that one time you're, you're struggling. Even if something's not working, you have the cards. It's just an easy way to, to mix up your session and change it, give the session variety. Um, is that something that you think you both, you were looking for when you designed these cards? Mm, yeah, definitely. And one of the biggest challenges coaches have is particularly in a you know, big group, um, and whether that group you know, could even be a, a group of 40 or a group of 30, you know, just setting up smaller pitches where you know, I know a lot of coaches would set one individual challenge per team, one team challenge, uh, and then just put a reflection question in there as well and play six-minute games, rotate round. It might be a 5v5 group or whatever. Um, but the coach has been quite selective over the challenges, so there's a bit of choice there and the questions. Um, but yeah, the players would move around, they'd collect their points, they'd try and work out what the opposition are doing, and then they're always playing against some sort of challenge. And you might even get self challenge as well, where you know they pick up a card and they have to choose a card for an opposition player of their choice. Well, that's that's also interesting because with with my own coaching as well. And uh, 
a lot of the teams are I will play against their very mixed ability teams. So different players are going to need different challenges. Mm. This is um, another great way of, I like the idea of giving a, a player an individual challenge. I know in the past where I've say doing a half time team talk and you'll give your group discussion. And then if there's time, we'll go around to as many, many players with individual challenges. This would be a, a great way to, to, to give a player card. Uh, I'm sure as well, it's going to make players thirsty as well for, for more engagement from the coach. Mm. Um, they're going to want to, every player usually wants to try and please the coach and mm. the idea of, of the cards and the, and it being a game is, is another great way to engage those players. And one thing I'd, I would say as well for my own, my own coaching as well is, is working on that self-reflection mm. from players and as a coach. So as well, the idea of um, it's so common that I'll have players that will, uh, oh, sorry, coach, I've got another game to go to, or I'm late for a birthday party, or, or something, something else where the uh, the post-match team talk is not, is not always what what you want to be, just because of external circumstances. Where even this past fall, we were we were discouraged from congregating after games for post-match team talks. Mm. Um, so they were those opportunities with some of my teams were limited because we were we had to leave the the facility. So the idea of um, of giving a player a, a card to take home or something to read in the car or even on the way back to uh, you know as you're leaving the field is is another another way where the the player and the coach can engage and a, another part of the game where it can set you apart from from another coach just showing you another another part of the game where you care and you're ever i'm trying to think of the word you're you know you yeah. want to be part you want to be part of their of their journey about part of them learning and um you know just generally being a, a better person yeah i think that's a good point you made around care and it's, it's great when people send us images in and, and videos of how they're using the cards. And one of the biggest things is that connection between the coach and that individual in the group. There is a cert, there is a feel of empowerment or transfer of responsibility when that card is, you know, given and, you know, it's almost a selection kind of thing. You know, they feel like, oh, you know, I am wanted here. I, you know, there is some sort of desire to support me. Yeah. And as well, it's an, it's another way where you can in, um, involve the parent as well. It's been a big part of my coaching as well is my, my role as a director of coaching, big involvement um, with parents. In fact, even as we as we just took that short break there, I'm getting I'm getting emails uh, questioning schedules or for the spring. Mm. But it's um, it's another way where you know too many too many kids fear that ride home in the car. You hear so many stories. Uh, of people dwelling on score lines and league tables when this is a conversation star. This is uh, something that also engages the coach with the parent and then the parent with the child. Mm. And the fact then that that, that circle of, is, um, is going to help your, your program as well, your team, because 
there's um, this communicate excuse me this communication i'm sure as well then it's going to get players talking oh what car did you get this week oh i got this one oh i'm going to try this oh that's a good idea maybe i could try that next week or i hope i get that one next week little things like that so then you're you're creating that mini competition or that friendly competition within within the team or the training environment which i think is a is a good thing as well yeah now we want more players talking about the game it's you know, it's good that they can have conversations about other stuff as well, but we know it's a trait of, of top performers is the people that really understand the game and are, can articulate that. So the cards are just supporting that development. And there was a, another thing I'd, I'd, I'd seen on, on your website and what you had mentioned is you'd taken a player out of the game, whether there was an odd number or they were just taking a break, and you had that player coach the, the small-sided game. And this was, um, it jogged my memory. I'd done something similar where, again, I had an odd number where I needed to give a player a break. Mm. And instead of just have them sit down, I'd ask them to coach. Mm. But then I thought I like the idea of, them, of giving that player a card. And then if that player could then coach the team with the information on the card and try and get that point across. Um, I, I guess tell me if I'm going off on a tangent here, but just a, I like that idea as well of of a different way to communicate and engage with your team, and again try and make decisions through the cards. Is that am I completely on my own there, or is that something that they could be utilised for as well? Yeah, hundred percent. And just you know, something on that, you know, you can never do it wrong. You know, the cards don't arrive with a set of rules and they say, cool, right, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, it's, there's an element of it down to the coach and down to the players. And that way, of, you know, that co-creation idea of, you know, just supporting some of the players just to understand this is how we can develop a session, this is how we can lead it, this is how we can grow it. And that is probably your you're stretching your support in there. You know, your stretch doesn't always have to come from playing the game. It might come from that social aspect as well. Yeah, that is, um, you know, that is a good point. So from from the the use of the cards, the cards came after your dissertation, or they were. Yes, after. So it's a, a byproduct of the the academic research within the academies and within the the environments uh, to then create this accessible learning tool. And then it's not just. Uh, mentioned it's not just football where these cards have been utilized they've been utilized in a lot of different sports as well mm, yeah a lot of different countries as well so we ship to everywhere in the world so wherever you're listening you know we can get a deck of cards to you so we, we ship to 31 different countries um in pretty much every single sport uh of all different variations of performance elite to grassroots we've supported and worked with so very much so, and there's no sports-specific language. So they're big in education, um, yeah, big in the soccer world. Uh, yeah, no sports-specific language, so accessible and playful to anyone. Yeah, that, it's good that you mentioned that because I was um, I was envisioning using these cards with, say, the, well, I guess really the early reading age. So if we're talking really like a seven to, to ten-year-olds, uh, the bulk of my coaching is six to 12-year-olds, um, but like you said, I, I'd seen I'd seen on your website there was a, a women's rugby team 
sat in a sat down go you know going over the car using the cards for for part of their training so they could be utilized in in different in all different aspects of sport yeah. and like i said coaching coaching is coaching so they're um it's great that they're transferable uh, and again some of um you know just a another way to to engage to engage the players and you know get people thinking which i think is is a great idea and what do you see being next for the coaching journey yeah good point um keep growing definitely uh keep growing our reach keep supporting more coaches um particularly the education side some you know coach and club development uh the match play card series will continue to grow as we get more research we get more support um, and understanding of what people need and want uh but the cards are in a good place at the moment so we're excited to see where they can go um, and how we can support more coaches well jack this is this has been excellent um i can't wait to to share this with the fellow coaches and you know i look forward to hearing from you again in 2021 cheers Thanks, jack um and if anyone wants to get hold of the cards it's at the coaching lab dot org um and we can ship worldwide so wherever you are in the world we can get some to you that's excellent and i'll also share that in my in the notes of the podcast um so if anybody um, was interested in purchasing the cards or finding out more that, that i could give them the information from there Top man. what a great way to start the new year i enjoyed my time talking to jack We need to encourage children to make more decisions for themselves on the field. We also need to promote a positive, constructive, yet fun learning environment. The match play cards and the coaching lab are a great way to create that player-coach bond as well as injecting excitement to the game-based coaching. Jack is another great example of a coach who has put time and dedication into education with the goal of improving himself but also helping other coaches. I wish Jack and the coaching lab all the best for 2021. Thank you for listening to the PK Soccer Podcast. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Kelshaw, Instagram at Paul Kelshaw, like my Facebook page at PK Soccer Inc. or send an email paulkelshaw at pksoccer.org. I would also be grateful if you could give the podcast a review and a rating and share with your fellow coaches and friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.